Okay, so today we are continuing in the series, The Foundation of Truth. And today is Love One Another Part 6, and this will be the final part in the series, The Foundation of Truth. Alright, so it's not, of course, it's not, the topic hasn't been exhausted, it's just that um, I feel I need to move on to something, something else the Lord has put on my heart. And I'd like us to turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. The book of Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to cover this, I'm going to jump around a little bit in chapter 5. We're going to cover verses 1 and 2, 8 through 13, and 15 through 17. Ephesians chapter 5, and we start at verse 1. Therefore, therefore indicates something Paul said before. He said, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us, and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Verse 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the world. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Verse 11. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful fruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. And Verse 17, Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Okay, I'm going to stop there. That's all the reading. Alright, so let me just go back to the top. He says here, be imitators of God. I mean, how should we be helping one another? We're talking about, this is about the love, love one another. How should we be helping one another? How should this be exemplified? And it talks about here finding what the will of the Lord is. So he's saying here in verse 1, Be imitators of God and walk in love. That's what it means. Be imitators of God by walking in love. Because that's what he's talking about here. So that means, be an imitator means what? Like you think like and you act like. Remember our children used to imitate us, right? Our, when they were small, our mannerism, things we said, things we did. I could even think of a couple of things that I do right now that my dad used to do. It's subconsciously imitating a behavior. It's not a bad thing. There are good things I, I, I picked up from my dad. But children have a way of imitating their parents. So he's saying here, as dear children of God, be imitators of God. Imitate your father. So that means we should act like and we should think like, like God. And Christ was the example. 
He did what the father showed him and said what the father told him to say. He allowed the father to express himself through him. He was imitating the father. Okay? And it talks about walk in love. Verse 2. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God. So that is putting the needs of others before our own needs. I'm not going to spend too much time with that because I spent a lot of time in the past few weeks talking about the love of Christ. He offered up himself. That is love. Love is putting the needs of others before before our needs. So he says, that is the love. That It's a sweet smelling aroma. Christ offering up his life was a sweet smelling aroma to God. That death was a sweet smelling, smelling aroma. Why? Because of the outcome, the benefits of that act. Do, do you understand that? It's a, even though it's, 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 a, it's a cruel act, him being put on the cross, the benefit is a sweet smelling aroma. Why? Because many now have the opportunity to come to God through Christ. So it says here in verse, let's go to um, verse 8, for you were once darkness, when before we came to Christ, we were once darkness. We were walking in darkness. But now you are light in the world. Walk as children of light. So he's saying we are light now. We were once darkness, but now we are light. So we are to walk in the light. We are to be like Christ. Have the same attitude, his same mind, his heart. That's what it means. It means we are to walk in obedience to, to Christ, in obedience to the word of God, so that the life of Christ and the life of God can be manifested through us. That the truth of God is revealed through his people. That it says that we are the light. Walk in the light. Walk in the revelation of who you know Christ to be. You can only walk in your understanding. You can only do what you understand from the word of God. You cannot act on what you don't know. So he says, walk in the light. Be the light. For the righteousness, for, not verse 9, for the fruit of, of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Verse 10, finding out what is, what is acceptable to the Lord. When we walk in love, we reveal what is acceptable. No, we reveal or there is proof of what is acceptable to the Lord. But how many of us understand what is acceptable to the Lord? Because it says here in verse 10, we have to find out what is acceptable to the Lord. So that means you have, we have to do some digging, we have to do some reading, we have to do some studying to find out what the acceptable will of God is, or what is acceptable to the Lord. But I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you what it is. Because it's all tied up in God's character. So it says we ought to find out what is acceptable to the Lord. We should be seeking to know what that is and do it. That's what we should be about. We should be about our Father's business. As Jesus was about his father's business. And what is that? What is the acceptable, what is acceptable to God? And I'll tell you. 
that we love one another. That's what, that's what is acceptable to God, to the Lord. Because Jesus said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That you love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. When we love one another, that is acceptable to the Lord. That is the will of God concerning our lives. That we walk in love. Why? Because it's tied into God's character. God is love. He is love. And we have to walk in love. Loving one another. That is acceptable to the Lord. So this must be a priority in our lives. In the midst of the division, the hatred, the racism and bigotry. Loving one another must be a priority in our lives. Superseding all the other stuff. And I know it's hard for some. Because we, we are so stuck in our ways and our stand that we don't want to give ground. But the Bible says what? Love one another. Jesus says love one another as I have loved you. You may have disagreements with other believers, but you don't cut them off. It says love is what? Patient, kind. Love endures all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. So we almost must, must be about loving one another. It's a challenge. In these challenging times, it's not easy, but we can do it. Why? Because we have the Spirit of God in us. Verse 11. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. You see what it says about darkness. Whatever is involved in darkness is unfruitful. It has no eternal value. Because the Lord will put an end to it all. He said, what, do we, what are we supposed to do? He said, expose it. Expose the darkness. And the Lord is exposing the darkness. Not only in this country, but in, this, in the world. He's expo- he's, it's out there. He's, he's exposing things. Now we, as children of God, we have to recognize what it is. What's happening. The Lord is allowing things so that things can be exposed. Things that were under the surface. Things that were hidden. He's exposing it. He's pulling the band-aids off. He's pulling the covers off. And He's exposing things. How do you deal with a, with, with, with a problem? You can't hide it. You've got to expose it and deal with it. And we, when we see racism and we see bigotry, we've got to speak out against these things. We have to expose this. If we know people, especially believers, who have these, this mind frame and attitude, expose it in love. Have scripture. Have understanding. Don't quote scriptures out of context. Make sure you have an understanding of what it is you, 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 you believe. And be able to articulate that. The Holy Spirit will give you the, the, the power, the grace to articulate what you need to say in the moment. But stand for righteousness. Stand for the faith. Stand for the things that are, that, that, that's gonna promote unity. Stand for righteousness. Okay, so it says here, he's gonna, in verse 11, have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. Anything that you know that is being executed that's not right, don't be a partaker of it. Because if you keep reading here, it says what? 
Verse 12, it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. Things that people are plotting behind closed doors. What they're plotting, what they're saying, what they're doing. They might be behind closed doors, but guess what? The Lord is there. He's seeing and He's hearing everything that they're doing. They can't hide from God. And whatever it is they're scheming, God will expose it. God, that God has a history of doing that. No matter what people are scheming or what they're doing behind closed doors, the Lord is there and He will expose it. And we have to pray that we have a heart of discernment, that our eyes, that we could see clearly what is happening. And not to get caught up in the euphoria of the moment, but to see clearly and think clearly and hear clearly. And let the Spirit give us discernment of what we ought to do, when we ought to do it, how we ought to do it. Verse 13, But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. By the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. The light, the truth, reveals the darkness, exposes the darkness. So what is the truth? That we love one another. That is the truth. That's a foundational truth. That's a command. And what is the darkness? Anything that causes division. Anything that causes brother to fight against brother. That's the darkness. But the, man, the truth manifests the darkness. So we are warned to know people. Not after the flesh, but after the spirit. We are not to be deceived by people's facade. We are not to be deceived by their, by their parents. By all the flowery words. By what we want to hear. But if they are saying what we are agreeing with. Don't be fooled by that. Know people after the spirit and not after the flesh. Well, let me break it down for you. Observe what people do, say, and the results. God will expose people so that we can know their heart. What people say and do, and the result of it, is a manifestation of what's in their heart. I don't care how people try to spin words or spin things. The results is a manifestation of what's in that person's heart. Bottom line. The Bible says, by their fruit you shall know them. The fruit is the results of what is in their heart. By their fruit you will know them. So don't be deceived. And let's go back to verse 6. I didn't read it, but let's go back to verse 6 and 7. It says here, Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Let no one deceive you with empty words. The results of what they say, the track record of what they say, don't be deceived by what they say. Because they are empty words. Because of this, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. People with empty words, who don't keep the promises, don't be a partaker with them. Because, it goes back and say here, all things, verse 13, that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. As I said, not to know people after the flesh, but after the spirit.
What people say, do, and the results. God will expose these people so that we can know their heart. Let the evidence speak for itself. Sometimes God shows you things plainly. And it's up to you if you believe the evidence or you believe what you want to believe. Let the evidence speak for itself. God exposes it so you see it. And it's up to you if you want to believe the evidence or not. But he's showing it to you. So you can't say, I didn't know. So it says here in verse 15, See that you walk circumspectly. Not as fools, but as wise. Walking circumspectly means walking in humility. Have the right attitude about yourself. (laughs) If you don't know, you don't know. Don't try to act like you're some big shot when you're not. That's how you get deceived. Walk circumspectly. Check your heart. Check your motives. Why you do some of the things we do? What is motivating us to say and do some of the things we do? What's in our heart? What's really going on inside there? Are we doing or saying these things out of love? Or out of our own agenda? He said walk circumspectly. Not as fools. But as wise. You're a fool when you're doing things contrary to God. You're wise when you're walking in the ways of God and doing things God's way. So a fool causes division. A wise person unites the brethren. They walk in love. They're patient. They're kind. They don't parade themselves. They don't, they're not puffed up with pride. They're not rude. That's a wise person. A fool does the opposite. So he said, walk, in, walk circumspectly. Check your heart. Check your motives. What are you about? Are you about doing your own thing? Or are you about the unity of the faith? Redeeming the time. Verse 17. Because the days are evil. We know that. We see it. And the days will get perpetually more evil. Some of us can't wait for 2020 to be over. But guess what? 2021 is coming with its own drama. And it's probably probably going to be worse. If it's not get over COVID, it'll be something else. Or it'll be COVID and something else and something else and something else. The days are evil. And they become perpetually worse. More lying, more deception, more manipulating, more confusion, more chaos. That's why the Bible says, when people see what's coming upon the face of the earth, many of them will lose hope and lose heart. Because they'll see like there's no solution. With all the upheaval, whether in the environment, whether social, whether in political, whatever, economic, there'll be so much upheaval that people are going to lose hope. But we as believers in Christ, we have hope. And this is why we ought to love one another. So that we can all walk in the faith and be strong. And not to give up and lose hope in the midst of the chaos. That is acceptable to the Lord. So it says here, verse 17. Do not be unwise, but understand, understand what the will of the Lord is. And I told you what it was. Love one another. That's what the will of the Lord is. Love the Lord your God and love one another. That's the will of the Lord concerning us. And everything we do must be done out of love. And we do this so that the Father can be glorified. 
and prove that he sent Jesus. This was Jesus, this is what Jesus prayed back in John 17. That the world would know that you sent me, Father, and this is a new commandment. You love one another. And what he said at the end, if you love one another, it will prove that you are my disciples. So when I started this series, The Foundation of Truth, I was in 1 Timothy chapter, thir- chapter 3. And verse 15, and, it's, and, the, and I'll read the verse, and it says, But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground or foundation of the truth. And I asked a question when I started the series. If the church is the pillar and foundation of truth, where is the example to the world of unity, oneness, that we are supposed to represent? Where is the example? Where is the tangible evidence of this oneness? If we are a new man in Christ, and there is no separation, where is the evidence of this? What standard can the world see in the church whereby to pattern the way that they should live in unity? Where's the evidence? Where's the pattern for the world to look at? Look at. The wisdom of God is to be revealed by the church, not the world. The world doesn't have the answers. The church is supposed to have the answer. Revealed by the Spirit through God. And what wisdom is that? In the context of this of this series, is that because of the social unrest, people of different races, backgrounds, etc., can live in unity as one. That's what it referred to the one new man. Jews and Gentiles. Black, white, doesn't matter. Religion doesn't matter. Race doesn't matter. Economic status doesn't matter. Socioeconomic stand doesn't matter. Rich, poor, none of that matters. We are all supposed to be one in Christ. Live as one. Love one another. United as one in Christ. That is the will of God concerning us. That's the evidence that's supposed to be revealed to the world of the wisdom of God where people of different races can live as one. That's the purpose of the church. To exemplify that love. But where's the evidence of it? We have a part to play. We have to take a stand and put love above everything else. Loving one another above everything else. Because it says, without love, nothing else matters. Everything else is useless. Division because of race, culture, theology must not be in the body of Christ. We are supposed to be the light of the world. Remember we read about right here in in verse 8. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the world, in the Lord. Walk as children of light. He said, we are the light. Walk as children of light. I would say that the church has not lived up to her call and purpose. What is that purpose? To manifest the love of God by loving one another. That is the purpose. That is the will of God concerning us. That is acceptable to God. And if the people of God walk in the truth of the love of God, the world will see how people of different races and backgrounds can live together as one. We are supposed to be the example of this. 
the example of people of different races living as one. Okay, let me just wind on here. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 5. Something I want to show you before we close. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 and verse 16. This is something Jesus was saying to the disciples then and what he's saying now through the Spirit. It applied to them then and it applies to us now. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Jesus, Jesus is speaking and he says, You are the light of the world. You, disciples, you are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. Verse 16, he said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. What is that light that we're supposed to let shine before men? That we love one another. The good works is the, is, is the practical application, the practical things we do to love one another, to express that love. Let that those good works be manifest so that people can see love in action. Bringing glory to the Father. That's what he's saying. That is what is acceptable to the Lord. That is what is required of us. Love one another in action. Not in word, in action. So that the Lord will be glorified. That's, that's what is he's saying here. He said, you are the light of the world. He has given us his spirit. We are in him and he's in us. We are to let our light shine. Submit to Him. Allow Him to express Himself through us. And in this, the Father is glorified. Bring Him to pass what Jesus prayed in John 17. And what He said about the new commandment. We will be His disciples, evident by how we love one another. Glorifying the Father through Him. Our light shines when we walk in love. When we forgive, when we show mercy, when we have and show compassion. When we are not selfish, but considering the welfare of others, that's how the love of God is expressed. That's how it brings oneness, and that's how it glorifies the Father. We don't love because of race, people's race. We love because they are in Christ. Because they have the same spirit in them that we have in us. We are all one in Christ. We need each other. We belong together. In John chapter 1, you don't have to turn there, it states... That the true light came into the world. That true light is Christ. Came into the world. He made the world and the world did not know him. The light came into the world in the form of the man Jesus. Who created the world but the world didn't even recognize the one who created all things. And he said he is the light that came into the world. Those who believe in his name he gave the right to become the children of God. How is that? By giving them his spirit. Because you have a spirit. You are now in him. And he's in you. So what does that say to us? That we are also the light. Oh my God. That's what he said in Matthew chapter 5. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Let your light shine before men. That they see your good works. And glorify the Father in heaven. The light came into, into the world. Into darkness. And that light has been given to us. Given us the right to become children, children of God. So we who believe have the same light. And reveals him to the world. Or make him known when we walk in love. 
I hope you're getting this. And I hope you get this. Let our light shine before men. That they see our good works. What is that? How we love one another. How we are kind. How we even love our enemies. How we do good to those who persecute us. How we forgive those who despitefully use us. How we love our brothers. How we do things to cause unity in the body and not division. We don't stand with the unfruitful works of darkness, but we stand with the light. We walk in the light. Because what? We are the light of the world. Why? Not because of anything we did. Because of the, the love God expressed by sending His Son on the cross. And because we believe we have been transferred from darkness into light. You see the love of God? How, how rich it is? How much He has done for us? And we did, what did we do to deserve it? Nothing. All we did was believe. That's all we did. Just believe. And receive that light. So as I said, just remember that we are the light of the world. And that we have to walk in love. It's not a suggestion, it's a command. By this, all men will know that we are disciples. If we have love for one another. In this, the Father is glorified. When we walk in love. Because this is the acceptable will of God for our lives. This is acceptable to God. This is pleasing to God. It's a sweet smelling aroma when we walk in love. 